Life is full of what ifs. Some awesome, like what if AI could fold your laundry? And some, well, less awesome, like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out of pocket costs. No deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at uh1.com. Okay, so on this episode of Rampage, there was a rap battle, and I thought about it, and I thought about it, and I thought about it, and I decided, yes, I'm going to do this. I am going to do my own bars. And if you are wondering, yes, don't worry, this is going to be embarrassing for you and for me whenever you're living down. We're going to do it anyway. Yo, my name's Simon, and I'm here to say I'm a bald old man. I'm having a good old day. People get mad at me in the comments and think I'm going to frown, but instead I just give them the big brown down. This is why I don't have any friends. Hello, yes, I am an absolute moron, also known as Simon from What Culture. And when wrestling gives me a show, are you doing D, take the finger of power and get the good bits and the bad bits are down? That's what we're going to do right now. know the deal with Rampage, it's only 60 minutes long, so we get straight into the action. So it was Butcher and the Blade taking on Hangman Adam Page and John Silver. And I'll be honest with you, I've said this before, I'll say it again. I'm not entirely sure what we're doing with the cowboy at the moment. Hopefully there's a plan. It's always nice to see the Butcher and the Blade because they are good wrestlers and successful businessmen. And man, were they mad at Johnny Hungy because they just beat the living piss out of him till he eventually got the tag to Hangman. Because he was just so fired up and did all these dives all over the place and hit this flying lariat on the Blade to get a near fall, which is when the Butcher got his wits about him, grabbed Adam and just threw him into the rear and Barry Barricade over and over again like he was hoping Hangman Adam Page would split open at the seams and he'd find some money in him. He ain't a piggy bank. This was kind of unexpected too because then the heels were able to beat up the former AEW champion for a while. But this is so we could get hot dag number two to John Silver. And you know what he does here. He just goes absolutely crazy. And he was hitting these flapjacks and these suplexes. Like, damn it, man, you're good. The Blade somehow got busted open during all of this, which I do not think was the plan, but he got so angry, he hit the Dr. Bomb for a near fall. And this is when Adam Page was about to hit the Buckshot Lariat when the Blade grabbed him. So do you know what Hangman did? He moonsaulted over the top of his head like this was the Matrix. And then all of a sudden, John Silver was helping him. They double-teamed him. They double-teamed the Butcher. He got German suplex, and when he turned around, Hangman Adam Page came flying in with the Buckshot Lariat. He got the one, two, three, and the last minute of this match was so damn good and seriously. Hangman Adam Page is already amazing. Down the line, he is going to be even better still, and there will come a day when you can build the company around him, and I will be perfectly cool with that. Get it up. Quick video for the Ring of Honor pay-per-view that's going down later, talking about everything between Daniel Garcia and Wheeler Utah, and then we carried it on when it came to Claudio Castagnoli versus Jonathan Gresham. 
because out came Cloud. He was in the ring to talk about the fact that the Ring of Honor World Championship has always escaped him, but he's a damn good wrestler. We know he's a damn good wrestler, so now he has to prove it by having gold around his waist. Pretty much it. Now, of course, you do have to do this because we need to sell some pay-per-views. But I tell you why I liked it as much as I did. Because finally somebody said, hello, former Survivor. Here's a microphone. Just go into the squared circle and talk and say what feels right to you. And he did. And it was absolutely fine. None of this, oh my gosh, he can't talk. He's always keeping away from a microphone. No, he is a very likable chap. He's a very smart guy. He just comes across as somebody that you want to support. Mission success. I put out another video for Wardlow as he said that he wants to defend the TNT Championship against anyone from any locker room. So I can only presume we're going to start doing the open challenge again and random guys are going to turn up when it was time for Lee Moriarty versus Dante Mai. But you could say this wasn't as ridiculous as expected given who was involved, but they were trying to tell a story here. Mostly that Moriarty wanted to prove he was Mr. Technical because he kept trying to bust out all of these moves. He also must have got in Dante's head because at one point he was going to smash Lee Moriarty with a dive, but he thought better of it because he too wanted to wrestle. Now, as a fan in 2022, I started melting down. I was like, what do you mean you don't want to do a dive? Here's how it's meant to work. You do a dive, then you do another dive, then you give it a few minutes and you finish him off with a dive. It was a terrible idea because Moriarty then started to get Dante in a bunch of submissions, but the commentators were great here because they were like, oh wow, Lee is showing far more aggression here than usual. Maybe it's leading to something. Dante finally remembered that he's basically a pogo stick and started to do moves like this crossbody and hurricane rana that made absolutely no sense when all of a sudden Stokely Hathaway walked out and I was like, here we go. I kind of hoped he was going to stop both guys and say, no, now we are a threesome. But he didn't do that. And instead, Dante Martin went for the nose dive. Lee Moriarty got out of the way. They were then trading the most devastating move in all of sports entertainment, the surprise roll-up. But when Moriarty's got his... He held the ropes and he got the win. Hathaway was smiling like he just played Mario 64 for the first time. And when they did cross paths, he tried to hand him his card. But Lee Moriarty just smiled and walked off. But you can imagine what's going to happen here. And Matt Seidel, who'd been watching, was so mad. He was like, oi, Lee, next week you're facing me. And that's probably when he'll turn for good. I really do think that Lee Moriarty and Stokely Hathaway together will be a really good pairing. All of this was very nice. Let's hope that we can use it as a jumping off platform. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Life is full of what-ifs. Some awesome, like what if AI could fold your laundry? And some, well, less awesome, like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard Fixed Indemnity Insurance Plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out-of-pocket costs. No deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what-ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. 
Before we go any further, though, this show is sponsored by BetterHelp. Now, we all carry around different stresses. They can be big life worries or just, you know, little things like your favorite wrestler not being used properly. The thing is, when we keep them bottled up, it really can start to affect us negatively. Therapy is a safe space to get things off your chest and to figure out how to work through whatever is weighing you down. It is really helpful, too, for learning positive coping skills and how to set boundaries. Therapy basically empowers you to be the best version of yourself. So why not give better help a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and best of all, suited to your schedule. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit betterhelp.com slash whatculture today to get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp, H-E-L-P.com slash whatculture. Another video for Death Before Dishonor after this, as we are getting Mercedes Martinez versus Serena Deeb. When it was time for Britt Baker and Jamie Hayter picking on Sky Blue, and I believe she was called Ashley Boys. Did not pronounce that right at all. Just know this, she had a fabulous name. I'm very intrigued by this though, because we now have Thunderstorm, we have Baker and Hayter, and I'm pretty sure Marina Shafir and Nyla Rose were teaming up recently. So are we about to do something with women's tag teams? I mean, we should, because if you get that right, it will be a success. Just don't compare it to what WWE have done. This is exactly what you assumed it would be. I mean, Ashley and Blue got some offense there, but basically Baker and Hater at one point pulled the trigger and just ran through these people. But very curiously, there was not even a wink, wink, nudge, nudge about any kind of breakup here. So either we've scrapped that story or they've got back on the same page. Eventually, Baker was able to get the Amboys locked in the lock drawer as well, and she did tap out. And now we're going to go on to these two taking on Thunderstorm, which then may actually lead to Britt Baker versus Thunderstorm, no, no, versus Thunder Rosa for the AEW Women's Champion All Out, which would be round three. I'm kind of intrigued by that too, but look, it did its job. I think got a video for Ari Davari after this, which was really interesting because AEW doesn't usually do that, so he must be in line for something. And I was very happy because it was time for Goofy Wrestling. Because I did think this was fun for what it was, although actually I thought it could have been even better still given who was involved. It was the acclaimed, it was the gun club, and they were having a rap battle. I think my disappointment came in the fact that Colton started for the guns and he was actually quite good. <laughs> what I wanted from this was for him to cut a rap like I did at the start of the show so you could just face palm and be like, oh my gosh, you absolutely suck. Max Caster was great as always and yes, there were some lines that made you go woof but I can only assume that everybody involved agreed with it beforehand so who am I to criticise it? My actual favourite one is when we were reminded that Max Caster was one of Bobby Lashley's sisters back in that awful angle. It's true. As ever, the guns do not care about looking stupid, so eventually the acclaim just absolutely decimated them and they basically started to cry. And we need more people in wrestling who aren't afraid to look stupid. I mean, it honestly is my favourite thing. In classic wrestling fashion, as soon as they realised they were defeated, the guns beat up the acclaimed. And they finished by getting a trash can and just thumping Matt Caster right on the head so we can do this feud. But the biggest takeaway is that Max Caster and Anthony Bowens are now super duper mega baby faces. And this was just the right direction to go in because they're so damn lovable. Again, I actually thought this could have been a bit better, but I like seeing this kind of stuff on Rampage. It makes it different. We then got a bunch of reveals for all the AEW shows coming up, as well as the Ring of Honor pay-per-view, which Excalibur almost dies telling us because we only have so much oxygen. When it was time for our main event, 
Christopher Daniels versus Jay Lethal. You just knew Lethal was going to win here because he's not going to be defeated 24 hours before he's meant to be taking on Samoa Joe at Death Before Dishonored. So I suppose what we really wanted to establish here that Jay Lethal is an asshole because basically even before the bell rang he jumped Christopher and he was beating him up. Chris did get back into this for a little bit but Jay understands how wrestling works so after he had clonked him and put him onto the outside he hit him with a dive and he got back out the ring back in the ring and he hit him with another dive and that is what I am talking about and of course because Sanjay Dutt was on the outside he started casting interference which did work. And then when Christopher Daniels was back in the squared circle, Lethal hit him with the muscle buster, and I was like, the disrespect. Christopher was able to find his feet once more, but then Jay Lethal did the nope spot, which is also what Samoa Joe does. Although he did not pull it off half as well, because Daniels went loopy after this, and he finished it off with an STO. He then got another near fall after the blue thunderbomb, and then he went for the best moonsault ever, but Jay Lethal got out of the way. He then hit the lethal combination, and he was going to go for an elbow drop, but Christopher Daniels was able to get his foot up, so he went for the angel's wings, but Jay Lethal was able to reverse that before he hit the lethal injection and he got the one, two, three. Seriously, you've got to go watch the last five minutes of this match. It rocked. Dutt and Satnam Singh obviously started to beat up Christopher Daniels afterwards as Jay Lethal stood there laughing like a street fighter boss. <laughs> and I assumed that Samoa Joe was going to come and to run out here and make the save, but he didn't. I mean, it's not the end of the world, but that would have been a nice, like, oh my gosh, I've got to get the pay-per-view. But either way, very, very nice main event. So this week's episode of Rampage did do its job. It just wanted to remind you to spend some money on a Saturday night. And I do think that event looks pretty good on paper. I was entertained enough. Up. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com.